and welcome folks to episode 19 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, aka True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. AKA Japanese C-3PO. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, a lovely little call out to, to a listener. Oh, aren't you sweet? Japanese C-3PO. The Japanese listeners have disappeared. They have. Maybe it was my impression of Japanese C-3PO that did it. Perhaps it's something we said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, welcome, folks. Episode 19. I hope you're all well out there. I am not. I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice this week. You sounded proper ropey, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm sore throated and a little bunged up and croaky as man croaky as it's them kids although they've not even been in school i've just picked up the lurk from them little disease bags that they are oh yeah it's chris club by the way he was the one that said that i sounded like japanese c3po thanks chris (laughs) oh very good have we got an episode lined up for the for the listeners this week we've got a belter of an episode but before we get into that as usual how are you today andy I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. You're right. Yes, other than this no, illness, of you're course. Not. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? What have you played lately? Bit of Nats training, trying mm. to rejig the team now that a lot of the cards are no longer viable with rotation. So trying out different ones to fit in the slots. Some are easier than others. Yeah. But, ro- uh, rotation hit your team quite hard, didn't it? The one you've been planning on using. Yeah, it has. It has. Don't want to give too much away. Secret. Only a couple of months now and all that. But. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, a lot of rejigging and and trying out different opening moves and and uh, some different test games against yourself. Mm. So that's all kind of starting to come together. So I'm starting playing Mickey again Friday, starting probably be the last Friday. Friday just gone by the time that people are listening to this. So that's that's going to get down and dirty and cheesy and spammy and all things national championy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I don't know how to follow that up. Cheesy <laughs> and nasty and spammy. Uh, I suppose I should just clarify, you're talking about practising online games of Dice Masters here. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Sorry, just don't clear, confusion. Yeah, just to clear up any potential misinterpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, been playing some new games, games that I've brought in through different kind of recommendations with the uh, Famalam. Mm. Uh, so we've got Beastly Bar. Uh, yeah. We've spoken about that a few times. Got that out with the family. Played some of that. They love that. They very much enjoy very good. Uh, that game. Nice and nice and simple. And they picked up what the different animals do. So it's all good. And everyone loves the lion. Um, Hardcore, so that lion. It's good. King of, uh, and, oh, King of the Pride Land, isn't it? He is. He is. He's got a dapper little suit in that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd recommend that if you're looking for a game with your family. That's a nice one. Chris has spoken about it before. Uh, also, I've, been, I've got uh, King of Tokyo after Isaac, a couple of episodes, spoke about it. I think you've spoken about it before as well. Played a few games of that with uh, my oldest, and he picked that up pretty quick and enjoyed that. So I'm looking forward to playing some more of that and getting some of the expansions and having some fun of that as well. So it's been really good gaming-wise. Yeah, very good. Um, we're, we're fans of Beastie Bar in the Mr. Six household, the mini Miss Six my my oldest daughter is is a fan. We we've we've picked up the expansion as well. Have you seen there's an expansion for it? I have. I've not got it yet. I wanted to see if they engaged with the first game, sure. but uh, does that add add much more to it? Mm. Yeah, it does. There's some interesting game text in there that combo well with the core set. Uh, there's one that bends our head. To the I think it's the vulture because there's a weird mechanic there. Um, but uh, overall, like you say, it's it's good for if you've got a sharp little kid there at home, they can pick it up pretty quick, can't they? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, once they know what the animals do, then you're away. And even if they don't, I mean, my um, my youngest, she just likes throwing the cards on the, the table, and and then I just do whatever actions they do. So she'll just uh, yeah. throw throw down the um the skunk that gets rid of the two highest, and then I'll just knock off the the, the boy's best chance of winning, and he, he has a paddy, and she just wets herself <laughs> laughing. Yeah. It just yeah. So uh, my mate Billy, who was who who recommended Beastie Bar to me, actually the first time I ever played it, we were we were getting lashed up in the pub, um, <laughs> playing it on the table in the pub. Um, he he has a a daughter who does the same. She she doesn't get the game at all, but she loves playing it. She just goes for I'm going to play this and see what carnage I can create. 
that's <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> that's that's the way she rolls. Maybe maybe we should take that approach with our nationals dice masters team. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, maybe I will. Just not play for a win. Just play for carnage. <laughs> just wreak havoc and bend people's heads. My man Duncan down at Element Games, he he makes these wacky janky teams that do that. Speaking of Element Games, actually, I'll take a turn now. So yeah, we 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 get together every Tuesday night, as I'm sure the listeners will know by now. We, we've done a bit of modern practice ourselves down there for all the guys who are playing in the UK nationals. But this week we played monocolor teams. So all the dice on your cards for your core team, for your eight cards, had to be the same colour, which was uh, produced some curious little combos and some weird little teams. I went with yellow, dug out, it was golden, so dug out the old kobold, the old knuckle head, got some old favourites that are yellow dice. Um, but red did well on the day with boom boom, spamming them actions. Uh, Who was that? Uh, that was a young lad called James. Uh, oh. We don't. We we only see James intermittently because he he can't do the. He's he's still school age and he struggles to get down during term time. So we we tend to see him. You know, it's been the Easter holidays, hasn't it? Obviously, so we tend to see him through nice. Easter. So yeah, young young lad called James. It's Duncan's uh, nephew. Oh, cool. So yeah, monocolor. That was quite fun and. Then on the non-Dice Masters front, so Azul, my pre-order of Azul has finally arrived. The second printing has landed in the UK, and my pre-order dropped on the letterbox. Uh, I was working from home that particular day, so I was there to to sign for it when the postman was there. <laughs> How convenient. Yeah, nothing more satisfying. So I've had a few games of that with the good lady her indoors, the hashtag competitive wife. We played a little bit of we've played a bit of DC Debt Builder this week. And then have I played anything with the kids this week? No I haven't because they've been they've been away with, with the grandparents while it's been holiday time. So nice. They stay away. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, so they um, they took they took past the pandas with them. They took Batman dice with them. They took what else did they take with them? I can't remember what else they had, but they took a couple of games with them and, and they played them. They they tried to teach me more. <laughs> 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 but I, could, I I imagine that's quite a mission a seven year old trying to explain to a, a semi retired geriatric how to play dice games. But there you go. So they enjoyed themselves nonetheless. So yeah, I'm playing much with the kids, but with uh, me and the, me and the missus, bit of bit of Azul and a bit of DC Deck Builder. So yeah, not too bad. I played quite a bit of gaming, and of course the online games with yourself that you mentioned before. Yeah, my right. my, my team less impacted by the rotation than yours. Yeah, was your your team impacted at all? Yeah, I had one slightly. card. One card to change. Yeah. Oh, two. Sorry, actually, one card in the team and one basic action. The basic action, Blink Transmutation. That was very sad. I was very upset about that. And it was the energy fixer actually on my team that went, so that was clearly an easy an easy backfill. <laughs> Although I have taken it in a different direction as you as you well know. Yeah, for now, for now, we'll see. For now, we'll see, yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Um, I may go back to the energy fixer. So this, um, uh, speaking about energy fixers, we're, we're going to talk about this a little later later on in the episode. We've got a short segment where we have a bit of a chat about rotation cards, cards we'll miss and cards we appreciate. And we actually spend a few minutes talking about energy fixers and why I'm less keen on the new energy fixers than I am on, on the old ones. But you'll have to hang around to find out why. There you go. That's, that should keep them listening, mate. Oof. On the edge of a seat. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject of this episode, should we tell the listeners what we've got lined up for them this week? Yeah, let's do it, yep. So, yeah, we've got the, as I mentioned, we've got the miss list and the looking forward to list on rotation. Uh, just a short little segment there where we talk about what we've got our eye on in the new sets and what we're going to lament the loss of in the sets that are rotated out. Uh, we have finally got, I know this has been going on for some time, but we've finally got a conversation with Tony. Tony Weakland there, a community member from D- Detroit, well known on social media. And um, so we finally got a few thoughts uh, on rotation from Tony. I'm sure you'll yeah. all be looking forward to hearing that. Um, yeah, we, we may have pushed things a little bit too far to Tony. I would like to take this opportunity to apologise from the Ministry of Dice to Mr. Weakland. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you later. Is, is he online yet? No, he's not here yet. He knows what time we get together, though. He'll turn up on the chat in a second, I'm sure. Sound cool, but yeah, what's that? I don't, um, what is he? He's five or six hours back from us, so he's probably having his lunch. 
yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be with us in a minute. So, uh, yeah, when Tina, Tony comes on, we, we fully intend on recording a conversation with him there for you. And then we, uh, we've we decided to build a team this week as well. We've not done one for a while. In fact, the last team build that we discussed was the So Bad It Could Be Good team. Yes, it's been a good, good while. Good yeah. while. So, yeah, we haven't done a team build for a while. So Andy has picked a card that he's pulled from a booster recently that he fancies making a team around. So we'll have a bit of a chat and just throw around a few combos and ideas as to what that might look like. Once all that's in, that, that's pretty much the content of the episode. So once again, full to the brim, jam-packed, fun-filled time with us pair of bimbling idiots from the UK. <laughs> enjoy enjoy yeah so should we get on with the show let's do it let's do it okay on to our first segment then um Michaela can we talk uh sure what's up the the guys were talking and we needed to know if you've been stepping out on us what you know fulfilling your needs elsewhere getting a fix Maybe for some foreign dudes all around going out behind our backs? What are you talking about? Well, the team heard you on the Ministry of Dice podcast. (laughs) I mean, you are the president of the Dice Coalition, the internet's best site for all your Dice Masters news, data, and tools. With a team builder, rules forum feed, news feed, blog, and article feed, and even the home of the Dice Masters wiki. Why would you ever need to go anywhere else? DiceCoalition.com should be the only place. Michaela? Are you okay? Welcome back, ladies and gents. And for this next segment now, what we'd like to do is have a little bit of a chat about rotation. And the way we're going to structure this conversation around rotation is to take a look back and build a bit of a list of our five things that we're going to miss the most once the uh, sets have rotated out. And then we're going to take a look forward and talk about the five things that we're most excited about. And that's five things each. Is that right, Andy? It is. Well, there's five things that we'll miss and five things that uh, we'd like to see the back of that we're not going to miss. Oh, right. I've misunderstood then. So I'm not talking about five things I'm looking forward to. I'm talking about five things I'm going to miss. Yeah, I had it all completely wrong. Should we start again? <laughs> no, let's let's just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've done some preparation. You're all over it. You'll be fine. Yeah, how much prep did you do, mate? Um, I read your instant message suggesting the topic. <laughs> <laughs> then had a few brief thoughts that I gathered. Excellent. So we should start with your, your top five. My t- oh, should I, I go my first? My top five. Which one would you like me to start with? The top five I'll miss? Or the top, top five I'm keen to see the back of? Top five that you're keen to see the back of. Easy peasy, lemony, squeezy. No problems here. Guy Gardner, see you later. You fisty idiot. Elf Thief. I mean, who plays with Elf Thief? Be gone, foul pointy-eared freak. Um, Let's see. Ultraman burnt in effigy out in my garden. I've set fire to the super rare that I didn't actually own. See you later, stupid card. See where this is going. Yeah, two left. I'm glad to see the back of... What am I glad to see the back of? That's three that definitely sprung straight to... There's the thoughts I gathered for you. My other two spaces... Well, let's see. We'll we'll fill them up because I'm struggling now. What's on my top five most hated cards list? Uh, Bard, Shriek, Elf Thief. Is Oracle on there? Oracle's on there. Oracle. There's your four. And Guy Gardner, wasn't it? Guy Gardner, yeah. Well, so there you go. Four down, one to go. I should get a T-shirt done, like Isaac has for the for the Shark Tank. Start crossing card <laughs> names out. Uh, cube? Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sad to see the back of that. Well, I kind of am a little bit, but kind of not. That's that's an interesting one, because I absolutely recognise that it was totally overpowered with the, the anti-combo. But I think there's some smaller, quieter, less explosive little combos that it would have made quite... A lot of fun with. Yeah, it's very direct damagey. I'm surprised you went all over it. You love pinging away and doing loads of direct damage. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, but oh, I don't know what to tell you. My okay. intention was elsewhere. 
<laughs> Shall I do my five? Yeah, you do your five because mine's obviously a shambles. <laughs> <laughs> top, top on the list, Blink Transmutate. <laughs> it's, it's really annoying every time you go to attack and it's just like, oh, I've got a mask. Oh, you've done eight less damage. You've, uh, you've read the global on Kate Bishop Hawkingbird, haven't you? It does, but that takes away one of your character slots. Uh, that's true. That's true, actually. And that has been a team-building point of pain for me recently, I must admit. Yeah, so that's one less character. You can shriek it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, I've yet to play, well, I'm sure I will do, but I've yet to play against it, so my hatred isn't there yet. You'll be playing against it on Google Hangout in about half an hour. <laughs> well, let's get this, this section done, then. <laughs> um, I had Guy Gardner on there. Uh, yes. Because my gaming buddy, Mickey, spent hours and hours hammering me repeatedly with Guy Gardner. So I hate him. Uh, <laughs> Lantern Ring. Yeah, I wasn't. I liked the Lantern Ring and I played with it quite a bit. Yeah, it's really overpowered though, isn't it? Fun. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Fun. Is that fun? An abbreviation for being overpowered. So... Yeah, it was brutal, but it was balanced. It was it was four cost. You needed your ramp to surround it to get your your reserve pool filled with the right type of energy. It encouraged single energy teams, which is not always a dream scenario, although it was made easier with energy fixes and things. And the counters for it, I thought, were pretty solid. Well, any counters solid in a streetless world, I suppose. Yeah. So that uh, Oracle, all of them. <laughs> all of them. All of them, especially that global one. Although I did use that to win nationals. It's so infuriating. Uh, and the last one, which is a little bit controversial, is the entire set of War of Light, specifically <laughs> the artwork. What? <laughs> that is a bit controversial. It is. The artwork is horrid. The artwork is like a mix of Tron and Fresh Prince. Have you ever read the book? Or the books, plural? No. Do they all look as bad? Do they all look like well, it's a, it's ne- a, neon hell? It's a very popular series. No, it wasn't really my cup of tea. It's lots of neon and lots of black. and. Um, well, Horses for Courses, that one, I suppose. I won't miss it. Fair Except enough. for Parallax, actually. Parallax is good. I like Parallax. Lissa Drac. Oh, yeah, I like Lissa Drac. She was a good warlike card, defo. Yeah, Mira. Future Sight. You used Mira loads. Yeah, but I used the OP one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Because <laughs> it's got the good artwork. That's, uh, that's the Bombshells artwork, isn't it? Is it Bombshells artwork on that? It is. I liked I had a good play around with the Warlight set. I liked the added little kind of a couple of little action teams that used the Batmans. Tried the Teen Titans out a little bit. Yeah. Alright. But it's the artwork specifically. You're not actually it's not about the game text so much as it is about the artwork just doesn't tickle your fancy. Yeah, mostly. There's a lot of crap cards in it as well. Uh, well, that's true of any set, though, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is true of any set. But... I'll just hold up the new Vixen, the common Kate Bishop, in in defence of <laughs> older sets. Because <laughs> <laughs> she is a dreadful. So that's what we're like, glad to see the back of. What ones are you going to miss, mate? What am I going to miss? What are you going to miss? <laughs> what am I going to miss? I'm going to miss Blink Transmutation. <laughs> Yeah, I think you made a great case for that, mate. So you're absolutely right. Uh, even though Kate Bishop does fulfil that global it's a character or action card slot that I'm using, not the basic action slot. So that's a bit of a shame. And the you know the game text on Blink Transmutation was a nice kind of secondary little backup win condition. Yeah, it was. I remember playing in the draft in 2016, Nets, and I didn't really understand what the card meant. I only bought it for the global. Yeah. And then, and then realised that by buying it, and just having loads of two-cost Ant-Men constantly attacking, it didn't really matter, because if they blocked, then I got I got some damage, and if they went through, I got some damage, so I bought more, and I ended up doing quite well, just on a card that I didn't really understand. Yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely miss that one, Blink Transmutation, so, so there's that. In the rotation, I'll miss the Bane Force Attack from World's Finest. Yeah, there's no Force Attacks now at all, is there? No, there's not. I mean, I just particularly like Bane. <coughs> I suppose I've got a soft spot for the character because, uh, as I've as I've mentioned before, I'm, uh, I was uh, I was reading Batman around the time Bane was, you know, a big character in the comic book storyline. But I, I liked the fact that 
So sometimes, like the the card text and the global don't sit well together for me. You know, mm. where so for example, lately Yarnborn, the energy fixer, the action energy fixer. The, right. f- the focal point of the game text, I might be saying the wrong one here. It might not be Yarnborn. Um, but the, f- the focus point of the game text is about making immortals cheaper. But then you've got the energy fixer global. And there's just something that irks me that the, that the global and the game text are, you know, like, the, like I'm only getting 50% of my card. Does that make sense? Right. Whereas Bane from World's Finest, everything you needed was all on that one card. See, I never. What does his ability do? Because I've only ever put him on there for the force attack. So the rare one. Oh yeah, I brought it up on my phone. When Bane KOs an opposing character, die. Bane deals half that character's attack to target opponent, rounded down. Yeah, and then pay fist target opposing character, die must attack. So that, I, I just love the fact that not only has he got the force attack global, but his actual game text. You know, he's he's a one man win condition. Mm. I mean, admittedly, slow one, but he wasn't particularly a slouch when it came to stats either. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that's going to affect nationals when there's no force attack and we're not getting any more cards now till afterwards. No, no, sure. Um, so yeah, Bane is is definitely one that uh, I will that I will miss uh, for sure. In fact, the world's finest set was a pretty popular set with me, and and I'm going to kind of lament the loss of that. Uh, Multiple man, I'm a little sad about. I liked my my six max six dice. I like the novelty of it. I liked rolling masks for days and kind of building strategies around that. <coughs> I got a lot of use and a lot of life out of that multiple man in a number of contexts. I used him with the, the Parademon that did the swarm damage. I used him in my Piotr Rasputin team to be uh, my cheap character that I eventually fielded for the Piotr Rasputin damage. So I kind of found he fit in well. I do love a bit of swarm. Um, how many have I done there now? Uh, three. Three. Yeah, I've run out of steam already on three. I'm sure there's something else I'm going to miss. Oh, Rip Hunter's chalkboard. Oh, good call, yeah. Rip Hunter's chalkboard. So, uh, I actually went off it a little bit around this WKO season just gone. I went off it a little bit because I started to find that it was annoying me my opponent was getting as much good use out of it as me, as a global. But uh, I did use it for things like ripping a cheap character in so that I could roll six energy second turn and get an early yeah. purchase of someone like Darkseid, for example, which which was always fun to do. So I liked kind of playing around with that. Uh, I liked rip-huntering in when fielded effects. As you mentioned before, I love direct damage and, and such like. Um, so uh, that's, that's pretty sad. Um, and then last one, I'm going to go back to the Lantern Battery I met before. I'm just kind of throwing away my fifth slot here a little bit, but because I never really got around to making a team in, with it and I kind of wish I had. Well, yeah. I, I still can. We play a lot of Golden at my local gaming store. But just like, generally speaking, I think I was always kind of waiting for a card to come out that would just kind of make it really come together. And it never sort of happened. Yeah, I feel like I got perhaps not that long ago. I was like, oh, I could build a nice team around that. And then, no, I won't. No. <laughs> no, well, if your local scene plays a lot of golden, then these these are all things that you can still do stuff with. Yeah, and I suppose on a side note, it's definitely worth if you see it going cheap, picking it up because they're going to drop in value now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's some cracking fun to be had with all these different cards. Absolutely, I think um, because of the way rotation works, is we don't we don't look back into the golden context quite as much as we could do to find in quirky little things. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your what's your miss list? My miss list. So there's two on there that you've mentioned in your. You're glad to see the back of uh, Elf Thief <laughs> being one. Elf Thief has always featured a lot in the teams that I've built. It's just such utility. Two cost masks. So you either get two masks or you get an uh, Elf Thief to field for free and steal something on the other side so it makes them think straight away, am I going to hold energy? Dipped in usefulness when PXG was rotated out, but it still made your opponent think. Plus, it's, it's decent stats at 1, 2, 3, attack and defence, for a 2 cost that you never have to pay to field unless you muck something up pretty badly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to miss him. Um, Ultraman, I think me and James Bloor are going to have a have a little funeral, <laughs> a wake, wake for him. I've played around with him a lot. I know that James has as well. 
Uh, he was awesome fun, firing off all the different basic actions and causing all sorts of havoc there, so I'll miss him. Multiple Man that you mentioned, we won't labour over that because I think we, you covered everything. Multiple Man was was awesome, the novelty of having the six dice, being able to get them going in a swarm, so you're just churning through your bag was awesome fun. Uh, miss Grodd, mostly because he was one of the pinnacles of the team I was thinking of taking to nationals. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a pain in the ass because that's made me rethink everything. But uh, I liked him. He's, he's a solid, balanced card. His ability was super strong and he had really good stats, but it was a stretch. You had to sacrifice to get to that seven. So it really worked well as a, as a win condition that you could get to, but you needed to, to kind of sacrifice to get there. So I, I liked him. And the last one, possibly the one that I've always gone back to, which I'm going to miss and also going to miss the fact because I spent a fortune to get it uh, is uh, OP Iron Fist. Oh yeah, for sure. I forgot about him. Yeah, he's okay. another one that I never quite managed to. I used him a little bit. I used him quite a bit in the UK nationals where there was a lot of lantern ring knocking around. I doubled him up with that Captain America. Mm. Yeah, him and that Captain America are perfect because Captain America reduced it to one, and then Iron Fist. Reduce that one to nothing. Yeah. So whatever you come in your way, you didn't have to bother with. Yeah, and I use that that combination in anticipation of a lot of lantern ring limited only by imagination. So yeah, that's a good point. The iron, the iron fist. I don't think he ever yeah. quite saw his day. I did some fun stuff with his secondary game text. You know, pulling in five cost fist cards dice. Yeah, he was uh, one of the main parts of the so bad it could be good team. Was he? Yeah, so fabricate off uh, a Mary Jane and an Iron Fist to bring in a clay golem straight into. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember because because you fiddled with it and made it no, it was wasn't the so bad it could be good team anymore. It was so bad it could be good, but now it's a little bit better because it changed some cards. That's right. It was that was one of your cheeky little additions at the back end, wasn't it? Episode five, I think that is. Go back and listen if you've not heard it. Very <laughs> well remembered. I wouldn't be able to tell you what episode it was. Um, I can't remember what I've said in this segment we've just recorded. <laughs> yeah, but the OP Iron Fist, what I would say is like, especially when Batman came out in the first set of rotation last year, there was so much little one damage pinging, things like the Parademon and other things I can't remember. Uh, but there was Firefly, yes. There was a few, and it, it yeah. Yeah, so, so many, comes... you've stunned to silence because you were overwhelmed by them all. Exactly. 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 So, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of pingy damage. It's very much, uh, uh, you know, lots of little one-ping hits, and, and he obviously shut that all down. So uh, I played around with him quite a bit. I really liked him. And as I said, at 25 quid a dice, he's just getting his use. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going for buttons now, I think. Yeah. All right, then. Well, a lot to take on board there. If there's any listeners who are relatively new to the game, who are not necessarily as familiar with those cards that, we, that we've just referenced um, as, as some of our more longer-standing players, then but feel free to get in touch and ask us some more questions about the types of teams that we used to play with them or to give you the subtitles to point you a bit more specifically to um, the precise card we've been talking about. You can do that by going to the Contact Us form on the BritRoller6.com blog or you can go to our Facebook page to search for Ministry of Dice and drop us a note on there and we'll be happy to jump in uh, and fill in the gaps. But I, th- I don't believe we're alone, mate. I think there's a lot of people kind of uh, lamenting the loss of a few cards, but equally I think there's a lot to rejoice for what it means for the meta with some of that filthy elf thief rubbish <laughs> be interested to hear what you li- as listeners will be missing and what you will be glad to see the back of do let us know put them in the comments of the blog post mm. if you do we'll give you a shout out all right then. there's there's something to look forward to everyone loves a shout out they do mm, i know i do <laughs> are, we, are we done then have we bumbled I, our way through this yeah i think we bumbled our way right through to the end there that's 20 minutes of pure podcasting gold we just laid down there, mate. 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay, everyone can wake up now. We're finished. Yeah, yeah. Come back. We've got another segment coming up now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be an interview this week, so it'll be just as boring. Yeah. Uh, come back after the little dice sound. Slow building epic music. 
a script. An epic voiceover. Oh, we don't have one of them. Um, okay, I'll do it. Uh, Dice Mayhem on YouTube. Three clueless Brits and a dog heading into the wilderness that is postmodern rotation. What will happen? Who will come out on top? Why didn't they hire a voiceover dude? All will be revealed on the channel. How was that? Good? Yeah, I'll have to do. Go watch Dice Mayhem. And now for our next segment, ladies and gents, we would like to take a moment to chat over a bit of a team build. That's exciting, isn't it? As I said in the intro, we've we've not done a team build since we did the So Bad It Could Be Good. But this time we're going to build a legit team. We're actually going to, make yeah. a, we're going to build a legit team. Uh, and the cornerstone of this team is a super rare that you pulled out of a, out of a booster pack recently, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, I, I traded it. Um... <clears throat> oh, sorry, my misunderstanding. I managed to get a trade, got rid of one of my extra X-23s from Deadpool, mm. uh, and got Valandra Shadow Mantle, the, the super rare off of the Tomb of Annihilation set. Yeah, very good. So for anyone who's not familiar with Valandra, uh, Valindra Shadow Mantle, I'll make sure I say that right through, she's a six-cost mask, she's a monster, and then she's got you know the horny beast thing and the kind of Russian-style hammer and sickle thing. <laughs> evil and equipped I think that means isn't it uh, sure sounds right to me uh, um, her subtitle is right hand of Zazaz Tam <laughs> that's that Zazaz Tam as well he's um, he's a nasty piece of work Zazaz Tam sounds like a drunk person doesn't it <clears throat> it, it, it most certainly does what's that Tommy Cooper Zazaz <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's showing me age and a half isn't it? it is most certainly is yeah um she has energy drain two and her game text reads while valindra shadow mantle is active opposing non-evil character dice get minus one attack and minus one defense and her stat line is zero two six one three seven and two four eight so uh, an interesting little card there so uh, tell us andy wh- why were you keen to build a team around this one See, I've always liked this card. It was spoiled, I think, quite early when they were kind of showing the cards for the Tomb of Annihilation set. And I think it might have been the Double Bass guys put something up on Facebook with it on and uh, highlighted the fact that because she's Energy Drain 2, if she's attacking and blocking anything, then they're always going to be on their lowest face. And her arse end is massive. She's got 6, 7 and 8. So yeah. sure there's not that many level one characters with an attack higher than six unless you you know pump it or do something to boost it sure uh so for the most part she's she's going to be really hard to shift and i quite like the fact that she's she's just not going to go anywhere she's just like this big lump that rolls everything down and then kind of they all bounce off of her well yeah so andy just just before you carry on then so if you've got any listeners who aren't familiar with energy drain do you want to just explain that yeah, so if she is attacking or blocking a dice, energy drain would energy drains energy drain or energy drain one would make sure it level down one level. Energy drain two it levels down two levels. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, potentially a nasty piece of work. I mean, the bit that catches my eye is the minus one minus one. Yeah, of course. So they're not going to be able to have any sidekicks come out when she's she sat there. No, that's right. So we, we've interpreted the phrase opposing non-evil character to, to, to essentially apply to everything <laughs> because I don't imagine there'll be many evil characters being played or certainly not teams full of them. Not now uh, the anti-purebloods been nerfed anyway. Well, no, but I mean, um, well, I mean, speaking of you, Auntie, she's, uh, she's an excellent solution, although albeit high cost. Oh, she's too cost, isn't she? Uh, I meant Valindra. Oh, but no, because your auntie's uh, an evil character, isn't she? Oh, yeah, so she wouldn't. T- so ignore she that, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I was just testing to see whether Andy was listening. Hey, I'm on the ball today. You are on the ball. I, however, I'm not. I am not too clever at all. Um, <laughs> different to any other night, Chris. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, have you got some ideas there, then, Andy, as to how, what what you might form around this team? Well, I was thinking, I was thinking a few things. You want to get her out quite quick. Yeah. I was thinking, get her out early, sit her in the field and make her really annoying. She's going to stop 
your opponent being able to field a sidekick for energy fixing the next turn. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to do it in the, the reserve pool and not uh, in the field. Uh, she's going to stop, and I am, I've researched this, but a lot of swarm characters are usually pretty weak. And you like swarm characters, don't you? I do, yeah. So in, in New Modern, you'd be looking at Chewinga and the Batiri battle stack. Chewinga is, I think, level 1 and level 2 are one defense. The Batiri battle stack, I think the same again, actually. Level 1 and level 2, I think the, the Chewinga and the battle stack are two defense at their third level. Um, Parademon, I just got that. That's a 1-2-2, a one, two, two, so... It'd be all right when there's level two or three, but then it's just got the one, so it's easily kind of pinged off or uh, yes. it's going to be more vulnerable. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so so the, the aim of the game then is to get her out quick. So this is about ramp then, is it, that you're thinking is is your, is your challenge here? Yeah, I thought we could either do... I was thinking HXG. Hey... HXG uh, on this turn two to buy a turn three, but that was just because it'd be exciting to have a team with HXG in. Sure, sure. Uh, what about Ring of Winter? Ring of Winter was the other one. Mm. Let me bring that up. Well, I think, so the thing with Ring of Winter, though, is you, you'll need five energy, won't you? So uh, to, to make Ring of Winter effective, you'd probably be looking for... Uh, res, res yeah. turn one. Or a, yeah, or a villainous pats, you know, something, something in that in that ballpark, um, or for, or fielding a sidekick and using an energy fixer. Yeah, yeah, doable. So kind of an energy fixer. What is she? She's a she's a mask. So maybe Billy Club. Yeah, maybe Billy Club. I'd be more keen to go with something either villainous pats or res. I suppose villainous pat would depend on how many other vill- villains we end up putting on the team. Uh, only because I'm thinking Heimdall, it would make it a turn three purchase yeah whereas a, a a prepped a single prepped die with the ring of winters global would make it a turn two purchase yeah I'd, I'd say that that sounds like a plan although it's going to be well now we haven't got we haven't got so many cards i mean i was thinking of loads of things that is now irrelevant uh, because of rotation things like um how good would kal global be with well, the likes of um collector and blob where you could just be like hello global blob knocked out hello global collector <laughs> knocked out for sure yeah so i thought the same the only thing i could find that sort of vaguely replaced that at the moment although I'd, maybe i have missed something but um was uh, have you seen fantasa the high priestess so, no. so the common Fantasa, her game text reads when fielded swap target character dies attack and defense until the end of the turn and I just wondered about, I don't know, because I'm a collector lover, whether a collector and Fantaza combo might play nice with Valindra. So you've got Valindra in the field. She's giving everything minus one, minus one, except for the evil characters, of course. You get your collector in the field. Those two, with their defense numbers, are holding the line. Mm-hmm. And then for one shield, you just collector in Fantaza like a maniac, swap attack and defenses. And, you know, in a number of instances, in fact, that would be an insta KO, wouldn't it? It would certainly some of the nasties like Blob, certainly kind of collector mm-hmm. who have mentioned that's that's getting rid of a, two very popular cards. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like you say, Swarmers, she would. Well, they they probably wouldn't hit the field, but uh, anyone with a two defense would become a two attack. Uh, sorry, oh gosh, you know what I mean. Yeah, one attack would come or we get knocked out. Yeah. So I did. I did wonder then if, uh, with Valindra, the, the aim of the game would be to pair her up with Collector and look at interesting when fielded game texts that could take advantage of swapping Fantasia's swapping of attack and defense. Um, I like that. Yeah, uh, that was that was the closest I could find to because I thought the same as you, Kalel or Ant Man Global would be ideal. Um, yeah. But, oh, uh, can you use Ant Man Global on your opponent's characters, or is it only your own? Um, you definitely could Kalel. Yeah, okay, we'll just stick with kal So, yeah, I thought the same. So, so there's a little idea that... See that, Andy? Did my preparation for you this week. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was a little idea I was playing around with. So that, that could be something to, to form your team around. 
I also wondered about, again, taking advantage of this kind of minus one, minus one going on. Here's a thought for you. Super rare Mimic, Calvin Rankin, five cost. When fielded, Mimic copies the abilities and printed attack and defense of target character dice until he leaves the field zone. So get your Valindra out, give everything minus one, minus one. Then field Super rare Mimic, copy Valindra, and make everything minus two, minus, minus two. two. I like that. Yeah, that was a little idea. So double, double up. So you're, you're now minus two, minus two, and then use the collector with Fantaza, and then that starts putting anything with a two defense into the kind of insta KO space. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. So we've got your defense, and we've got a kind of board clear element to it. Mm. I was thinking for ramp, going for a swarm character, because whatever's on the other side is going to be. The, the teams that you're opponent, we're going to get away with sidekicks, so they're not going to get any chump blockers in. So I thought maximise numbers on our side with a swarm character, maybe Parademon. Yeah, so I wouldn't be keen on Parademon only because of the four cost. Right. I think four cost swarmers are a bit tougher to really benefit from. But your Batiri battle stat might not be a bad idea because they give each other a, a, a an attack and defense bump for each other battle stack in the field. Ooh. And then there's a queen grabby stabby. What's her name? Grab staff. Grab staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would chuckle at that. I absolutely <laughs> knew you would chuckle at that. Yeah. Um, well, so the material battle stack itself, the two cost common is it gains plus one attack and plus one defense for each other material battle attack character to die in the field zone. So you could use them for your early swarm and then field them and, you know, they, they bump each other up. So if you're clearing that board, keeping that board on the other side of the table nice and low, um, mm. you can, can then charge over. I didn't look at grab staff, actually, so let's have a look at what she's got going on. I know that they combo together. We're going very Tomb of Annihilation with this, aren't we? That is true. We are, aren't we? Queen grab staff. Here we go. Uh, yeah, she can double up swarm. That's your ramp. Or she protects char- purchase cost characters of two or less from action dice or ability targeting. Which, Ooh. well, I know what you're saying. That's definitely interesting. Um, actually, that's really interesting because uh, Electra has rotated out, hasn't she? Yeah. Just for a momentary tangent. I'm making a mental note of that for another team, actually, that I'm, <laughs> that I'm thinking of. But, yeah, so if you wanted to double up your swarm. But do we really need to double up the swarm between... If we're using... How many slots are we filled here now? We've got the Ring of Winter. Ring of Winter, Valindra, Shadow, Mankle. We went for... What's-his-face's sticks? What's-his-face's sticks? <laughs> Daredevil sticks. Some of bloody team. Billy clubs. That's it. Stupid name for a weapon. Here's my billy club. Are we, are, we um, de- are we definitely going for the billy club then for the energy fixer? Well, it, it, with the Ring of Winter, it gets you uh, five, doesn't it? Turn two. Uh, yeah, sure. Are we not? Are we not basic action ramping with Res or Villain's Pat? It opens up the options, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you went Res, then if you get a mask. Well, if you get a sidekick or a shield, I'm sure Michaela would be able to do the maths there, but it's giving a lot more uh, percentage chance of getting that five. Yeah, okay. So we've got Valindra. We've got the Billy Club. We've got Ring of Winter. That's three slots gone. We've Collector. Got Collector, Fentaza, Resurrection. So we've got one basic action and three card slots left. So I, I don't know, does, does that super rare mimic idea sit nice with you it does let's whack him in because that'd be fun right that just leaves us two slots there man have um, you included the Batiri thing no, no I haven't so, so that then leaves one slot left for you one team. slot what have we got kind of wing con wise <clears throat> nothing well you've got the Batiri battle stacks they're going to be pumping each other up and you're more than likely going to be getting an overlap yes yep your, uh, our opponent's going to have uh, their characters will be weakened 
or prevented from fielding altogether. I mean, if anyone's playing a weenie team, then with Mimic and Valindra out in the in the field, they're not going to get much out, are they, early doors? No, you're going to get no chump blockers against you, so you're not going to get loads of sidekicks to uh, have to bounce off. No, no. So, are, are we operating on the assumption then that that will be sufficient enough to clear the field or keep the field relatively clear? Um, I think we should get something <clears throat> big and chunky to throw into their face. So... What about something like... I'm just looking through this little list that I made. Oh, man, look at the preparation, mate. Yeah. So I got... I put here Tiger Claw from the Heroes in a Half Shell box set. He's a seven cost. <clears throat> His stats aren't fantastic, I suppose. He's one five two two six three two seven three. So, well, he's got a bit of offense about mm. him. But his game test also says, when fielded, deal three damage to each opposing character dice. <laughs> That's going to with with um, the Valindra and the Mimic. Yeah. That's going to take rid of it, get rid of everything. Do so, we need that? Do we need that? Yeah, I don't know. That was something I'm thinking. I, I also wondered about, not quite as powerful. I know you're looking for something big and hairy. But uh, I was looking at Daisy Johnson, the uncommon Daisy Johnson. She's a, a three-cost shield. <clears throat> um, her subtitle's Mr. Hyde's Daughter, and her game text reads, When Daisy Johnson attacks, you may pay up to shield, shield, shield. For each shield you pay, Daisy Johnson deals one damage to all other character dice. So she's a lot cheaper to get out, but you know you, yeah. end, up, you end up paying it because you'll need the shields. But she's effectively a breath weapon. It not it? Is that when she's attacking or just... <clears throat> when she attacks. Yeah. So, with your Valindra and your um, Mimic in the field, giving everything minus two, minus two, you get Daisy Johnson's nice and cheap at a three cost, which is why I've looked at her over a dragon, because she just doesn't come with dragon purchase costs. Although, I suppose mm. if we've got the Ring of Winter as well. Uh, so, maybe Breath Weapon's back on the table. Save yourself up one, two, or three shields, as required. You'll make a decision based on the defense numbers you're looking at the other side of the table. A couple of Bateri Battle Stacks. Attack with Daisy Johnson, pay three shields, clear the field down, and you're away. Or, alternatively, if you want the big beast of Killer Croc... uh, Not Killer Croc, sorry. Although, here's another one. Killer Croc, seven cost, fist. See, I've been been proper on this this week, mate. (laughs) Here's another one. Seven cost, Killer Croc. His game set says, when fielded, KO all level one and two character dice with an attack less than Killer Croc. And he's one four four two five five two seven seven. So again, kind of banking on the fact that the the mimic and the Valindra will be taking reducing the attack stats on the opposite side of the table. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And you just walk through because you've just got rid of everything. It's like working really hard to do imprisoned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, or you could go for, you know, there's some other kind of classic stuff out there. So there's the Hellfire Club that KOs all your opponent's characters if they if you have the highest attack on your side of the table. That's the rare, I think. Because you could Fentaza Shadow Mantle so that her big back end becomes her attack. Then you could use the, what was it, the Danger Room? Hellfire Club. Hellfire Club. Yeah, because then she's going to be quite hard to be higher, and especially if you've got her on the uh, eight defense to make that an attack, and then Hellfire Club, and then yeah, it's smash, a... smash everything out. Yeah, although it KOs everything. KOs everything. Yeah, not he, just, even not, her. It, uh, all other character dice, so she would stay, and everything else would go. So that's not your answer there. But then you'd walk through for eight. Well, yeah, true, but you know, if you're doing a move like that, you kind of want you kill a blow, don't you? Yeah, I just wonder if there is the killer blow now. Well, that's that's true. I, I've some of the lads down my local have been trying to make it work with fix it. Have they? Yeah. It's hard to uh, side note. Uh, I'm, to get up to him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff I was thinking about. Like, so if you're looking to clear the board, so there's a avalanche from X Men First Class when he's in the field. When you when you field a villain's character dice, he deals one damage to all your opposing characters. We're not really villains, are we? 
No, we haven't. But I'm just pointing it out there. Or yeah. if we got the collector, I tell you what, I've I've been toying around with in the back of my brain for for another team that I don't mind slinging your way. So I've been a big fan. I think I mentioned it when we were talking to Isaac. I don't know if it was on the recorded bit or not though. But I've been playing around with uh, Banshee and Danger Room. Oh yes, yes, you have mentioned that. Yeah, but the thing is with that is so the Danger Room. Anything that takes damage gets KO'd that turn. And then Banshee, when he's fielded, deals one damage to everything. The thing is with that, though, is that it's not really taking advantage of the Valindra Mimic combo. It, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's, just, it's just KOing everything. You could do that on any team. But I'm just, yeah. I'm just giving you options, mate. Just giving you options. Yeah. No, I like the idea. Because I don't think that it's a, a top-level, high-end card. But I think it's, it's just got a lot of fun to it. It's got a couple of abilities. It would be a nice, fun team. I like the idea of theme nettles just being really annoying. So every time your opponent feels something, he's got to knock it out again. Well, I, 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 it, it takes me back to the AVX days where I remember the, the Venom, the rare Venom, what's his name? Angela Fortunado? Fortune. Yes, and it was everything that wasn't a fist. Yeah, although he was minus two, minus two. Ah, there was Doctor Doom as well that had a similar effect from, was it? Either AVX or UXM. Uh, yeah, AVX, I think. So, so uh, it's it's actually kind of a bit of a return to uh, an old school way of playing. That isn't it? Quite old fashioned. But I remember playing against, uh, specifically playing against Venom, and just finding it an absolute pest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, we're we're taking two cards here with Super Rare Mimic and Super Rare Valindra to produce the same effect um but you know it's interesting nonetheless cool so that's it's just one basic action that we need to complete the team uh yes it is so here's an idea for you i've been a bit of a fan of splinters teachings lately i know you have (laughs) uh which is pay a shield swap the attack of target character die you control with target opposing character die so I was thinking, uh, you know, with this whole Valindra mimic combo, if we've got Collector in our team and he's in the field, his attack is one one two. So if he's on level one or level two, just hitting them with a quick Splinter's teachings, swap their big attack number with our low attack number of one on our side of the table, insta KO. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I, I like it, but. What it will do is mean that we have the situation where you've got to fart around with, is it static? Is it applied? I don't know. It's really bloody complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spend 20 minutes debating it. Mm. Yeah. That, that we might have done. Not that you're talking from a bitter experience. <laughs> you you still won that game, can I point out? That... <laughs> I, I did, but it's, it's so confusing. Why not just make it a flat level? If you get a buff, it stays. If you, or you know if you get a buff it goes why well, have like different levels of buffing attack and defense kind of levels it's i nearly swore then <laughs> another one really another one annoying. to add to the list for our inevitable exclusive interview with justin at the uk games expo yeah, what's that about? It's ridiculous. Like some so it's applied and it's static, and those those two names for the the whatever it is that doesn't even like explain it either. What's a static? Is it static so it stays with the the stat? So when it goes, it stays with it, or do you mean it stays with the character? So it's static. It stays. It's stupid. So you would like to not use Splinter's teaching because you find the ruling confusing. Yes, unless you can argue the point successfully. <laughs> All I wanted to do was use our one of our one attack characters to swap the attack numbers, and then you know. Anyway. Yeah. No, no, I like it. So I like I'm, I'm going to have to call Kingpin on this, mate. I'm looking at the timer. <laughs> Splinter's teachings it is. <laughs> so there we go folks just a very quick kind of 25 minute throw around some combos and some ideas for a team will that be the final choice or not i don't know we'll uh maybe maybe you can write it up for me mate on the blog 
I will do. Yeah, I'll, we'll have a, a few practices with what we've put together. Um, see if it works. See if it doesn't work. Inevitably, then there'll be a few kind of switcheroos and and trades for things in and out, which will um, be interesting. And yeah, well, I'll, I'll write it up. And if the listeners have got any ideas of what we could kind of sub in and out, then uh, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. You all know where to reach us. You can go to the Ministry of Dice Facebook page or head on over to BritRoller6.com and pop something in the comments uh, at the bottom of the blog post that we'll be sharing this podcast. Or obviously, uh, if Andy does write it up, pop them in the comments on that one there too. Yeah. Very good, mate. Okay. Valindra Shadow Mantle. What an interesting card. Mr. Bond, I did not expect to find you here. And I see you also enjoy a game of Dice Miestas. But of course, General. There's nothing I enjoy more than getting my knobby out. Have you seen my team? Dexter, Vixen, Cheetah, Kitty Pride. My, my. You really do have pussy galore. Yes, yes, Mr. Bond. But what is this? Your dice tower is amazing. Well... As you know, I'm a man who appreciates the finer things in life. My dice tower is laser cut by none other than Zack Pope himself. My sidekicks are Mammoth Tusk. My dice mat is Panda Leather. And here, feel my bag. No, no, my dice bag. Dice Masters with James and Zack. Always giving you more. Welcome back, dear listeners, and here it is, the segment you've all been waiting for for months and months and months. We finally have, I know I know you'll be as excited as I am, we finally have Anthony Weekland, the man himself, the great white from the Shark Tank, here to have a bit of a conversation with us about his thoughts and feelings on the Dice Masters meta at the moment. And we've kind of, it's been going on for that long that we are, I think we're going to be planning on talking about rotation with Tony, aren't we, Andy? We are. I am so excited. It's been so long in the making. I can't wait to hear his thoughts on it. I'm sure it's going to be massively in-depth and, and interesting, and I'm sure the listeners feel the same way as well. So let's have a look. Is he here yet? Can you see him? Is his, is his little initials up on Skype? No, he's not come up. Um, um, he's usually here by now. He is. He's usually like he's on hold through the whole thing. It's hard to shift him, but yeah, maybe it's because we're not doing video this week. Uh, right, um, cover for a bit. I've got an idea. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, a bit of conversation about rotation. We've already, me and Andy, have already talked about it in an earlier segment on this episode. So, um, I suppose there's no time like the present to to talk a little bit more about rotation. But here, here's the real question on everybody's lips and minds: Is Common Kate Bishop the new vixen? You know, so please let us know in the comments below uh, whether you think that's the case or not. I'm of the opinion that nothing can compete with Vixen, and in fact that such a, a meta-powerful card as Mari McCabe w- will never be equalled. Um, right, all right, I'm back, I'm back, I've got him. Okay, brill. All right then, yeah, cool, excellent. So, uh, uh, hello, Tony? Hello? <laughs> hi, hi, Tony, okay. Hey, Chris. Hey, fantastic. Great to have you finally on with us, mate. Are we going to talk today? Uh, yes, mate. Yeah, that's it. it. Today. Here it is. Here and now. We're going to do your segment. Welcome. Are we getting to my bit today? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is it. Finally, your segment. I'm sorry we've not got around to bringing you on sooner, but you know, you did, you did get to listen to a fair few of our episodes getting recorded before they were released, so that, that must have been pretty good. Yep. It's been, uh, it's been something. Well, great, yeah. So I, I thought um, we could talk about rotation today, Tony. I know you've got some thoughts on the new modern that's coming in. It's the big hot topic at the moment. Uh, so tell us, what what did you think when you heard about uh, how many sets were being cut out of new modern? This is ridiculous! Uh, okay, well, that's, that's, that's surprising, but not, not wholly unexpected, I suppose. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the new meta brings. Um, I like the way it's going to open up the next wave of, of competitive events, and uh, I'm really curious to see the variety of teams that people start producing, especially at the, with you know, the Nationals coming up. 
You've got to be kidding me. Uh, no, I'm I'm not joking, Andy. No, no, I, th- I think the same. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Nationals uh, brings out. It's going to be so open. Loads of different teams, loads of different team building, different varieties. It should be great. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. have to be kidding me. Well, calm down, Tony. It's, there's no need to get all set. We're all entitled to our opinion on the game, but, but I get the impression that you're not quite so keen with how deeply WizKids have cut there on the rotation. A bunch of yahoos? Uh, okay. Um, so, well, I think it's probably best that we just we just wrap it up there, if if that if that's where we're at. Um, so, what are we doing next time? Mm, no, mate. I think that's it. That's your bit done. Don't think it's time to come back. I think we're we're all sorted now. I can come back next week. Well, uh, no, no, Tony. That's that's not necessary, mate. That's it. We've done it. We've done your segment. You just shared your thoughts about rotation. Bunch of yahoos. <laughs> Hello and welcome, folks, to the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK based podcast who loves to talk about all things Dice Masters in the UK. This is Chris, aka True Mr. Six, along with Pepper Brooks. Pepper Brooks, little known facts, listeners. Pepper Brooks was once a professional turkey wrestler who competed in the U.S. circuit, rising through the ranks to become, well, the Apollo Creed of all turkey champs. Isn't that right? I feel shocked. Little known fact also, our friend here, what was your name again? Vic Romano. Vic Romano was also once a competitive gingerbread cookie eater who, unfortunately, due to an accident in 1987, no longer is able to chew gingerbread cookies and instead uses a side chewer to compete. Isn't that right? Right you are, Ken. Indeed. Also, little known fact for listeners, our friend, what was your name again, sir? Brick Tamlin. Brick Tamlin was a competitive ice fisher. Unfortunately, the sport consisted of himself and... Well, two polar bears. He was able to win most of his competitions, but in the end, ended up getting mauled by one of the polar bears in a competitive event that ended very, very poorly. Isn't that right, sir? I love lamp. Indeed. And last but not least, little known fact for our listeners. Uh, wait, what, what was your name again, sir? I forgot. Indeed. Little Home Fact I Forgot was also once Stuart, one of the hosts of the little podcast called the Reserve Pool Cod Podcast, part of the Gaming with Sidekicks Network. You can check him and Isaac out over at GamingWithSidekicks.com. Great Odin's Raven! Indeed. <laughs> it's important for you to know that, well, as Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six that I am, that Isaac, he's my inspiration, the very butter to my bread, the light in my world, the... Uh, well, what else would you say? I don't know, but it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Indeed it is. So make sure you continue to listen to the rest of this podcast. We are the Ministry of Dice podcast. Once again, this is Chris, a.k.a. Tree Mr. Six, along with... Jack Sparrow. Indeed. So thanks for listening, folks, and we'll be right back to regular show in just one moment. Well, there it is then, folks. We come to the end of yet another Ministry of Dice episode. I hope you've had as much fun listening to us as we've had recording it this evening. I certainly enjoyed Tony's appearance, actually. Yeah, it was fantastic. I that thought he had loads of interesting things to say. I think that was possibly the best guest we've had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking, speaking of guests then, uh, on to ne- our next episode, we've got our next competitor on the Ministry of Dice The Bar Contest. So, please come back in two weeks' time. We put the episode out on Monday, every two weeks on a Monday. So, come back in a fortnight to find out who that is and how they do. Um, it's a good one. It's it is a good one, actually. Yeah, it was a lovely chap very enjoyable to speak to so yeah come along and give that a listen we hope you enjoyed also we you'll have noticed that we've had some of our uh, advertising competition entries that we've shared with you this week so we uh, we've shared them all with you now we're going to go away and have a chat and give them a, a close listen to and make a decision as to who the winner will be so we'll announce that over the blog or the facebook page but certainly in the next episode you'll be hearing who gets the the custom iron fist card from andy and my eric lang autograph Better get on that. Yeah, you better get on that. Do it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. Just Just, do it. Just do it. Come on, just do it. Yeah. 
Anything else at this point? Oh, don't forget, uh, UK listeners, we've got the Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters event taking place on the 5th of May at the Crescent Gaming Consortium in Leamington Spa. Head on over to our Facebook page for details of that. I've shared the event post there. It's the legendary True Mr. Six mystery prize box coming along so everybody gets some awesome swag and if that's not enough of a reason to come along both me and andy are going to be there too yeah so don't let that put you off <laughs> yeah. awesome, it's an awesome opportunity as well to get some practice in four nationals all games all day so there's no there's no knockout so uh, you can get plenty of practice in ready for nationals in uh, in a month's time after that absolutely yeah absolutely okay well thank you very much for listening i've been chris aka true mr six and i've been andy aka like a boss like a boss like a boss like a boss we'll catch you next time folks bye 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 Easy, man. I can blag that. Oh, mate, I've actually put some prep into this and written a list and everything. Oh, we did. <laughs> I was busy at work. What do you want from me? <laughs> you only mentioned it like two weeks prep. ago. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I need at least six months' notice. Um, yeah. <laughs>